On the Pasuk Vayishma Yisroi Koyin Midyon, Yisroi heard, the Chazal asked, Mashmur Shamulva, what exactly is it that he heard that caused him to come? And the answer for this question, there's a number of, of opinions. One opinion says he heard about the war of Amalek, that's what caused him to come. Another opinion says he heard about Matan Torah. The third opinion is that he heard about Kriyas Yamsuf. So it's known the question. Why are Chazal asking, what did he hear, and are looking for some sort of answer for this, when the Pasuk itself continues and says what he heard? The Pasuk says, Everything that Hashem did to Moshe, and to the Yidin, that Hashem took the Yidin out of Mitzrayim, so why are Chazal asking what he heard? Furthermore, the fact that Chazal are telling us that Yisrael heard about Melchemes HaMolik, or about Matan Torah, etc., seemingly is very, very difficult, because the Pasuk clearly says what he heard. He heard all of the things that happened. That he took the Yidin Aramit, Hashem took the Yidin Aramit, Sraim, and everything that's involved in it. Why are we suddenly narrowing it down to these few specific things? What's even more difficult to understand is that Rashi, that first and foremost explains things in Pshut Mikra, also asks the same question in the Pasuk. What did he hear? And... In his answer, he actually combines two of these three opinions. He says, Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchemes Amolik. So somehow Rashi is also bothered by what did he hear, and Rashi is choosing two of these things. So we must say that Chazal and Rashi, with their question and with the answers, are coming to try to explain something in the Pasuk that needs clarification, which wouldn't have been explained and understood just from the words, Eis Kol also everything that Hashem did. So we need to understand what is the problem in the shot of the Pasuk that needs explanation. Another thing we need to understand is the name Yisrael, which is one of his seven names, is a name that he received when he, when he was Magayar, when he converted to Yiddishkeit. When he started fulfilling mitzvahs, he got an extra letter to his original name, which was Yeser. So now he's called Yisrael. So the question is, how is it that the Pasuk is calling him over here, Yisroi, Vayishma Yisroi, if we're speaking about the time when he is, as the Pasuk continues, Koyen Midian, the priest of Midian. That means before he converted. So why is he being called over here, Yisroi, which would indicate the name, which is after he's already Nizgayer and fulfilling the mitzvahs, etc. In order to understand all of this, the Rebbe is first going to focus on a Pirush HaMishnayis of the Rambam, which seems to be very perplexing at first glance. The Rambam brings the Maimer Chazal. That was from the day that the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. The place that Hashem has, the only place that Hashem has in the world, is Arba Amois Shel Halacha Bulvat. Only the four cubits, the four Amois of Halacha. The Rambam says that when we learn this Maimer Chazal literally and simply, it seems to be something very, very distant and far from the Emes. The question is: Is Dalad Amois Shel Halacha the four cubits of Halacha? The absolute, only tachlis, the only goal, the only focus of everything. And everything else is, as he uses the term, mushlachas, just thrown over his body, thrown over his shoulder, as if it's just a side point, everything else. So the Rambam explains at length that the whole purpose of all matters of the world is ultimately the human being, the person. And the tachlis of the person is that he should come to be a perfect person, and the Shlemus consists, says the Rambam, of two things. Ha-chochma ha wisdom and action. 
That means to climb in the ladder of chachma, of understanding, of 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 hasaga, uh, of, of intellect, all the way to the greatest understanding of hachachma, of godly wisdom. The Rambam puts it, litzayer lenafshe, to be able to really picture and imagine the idea of achdus hakadosh baruch the oneness of Hashem, and all other wisdoms. All under intellectual pursuit is all only as a preparation to be able to come to this great level of knowledge of Elikus. That's as far as Chachma is concerned. What about mice about action? So not to indulge in physical pleasures. And the Rambam describes two things generally. There's Surmeira, staying away from the bad, correcting our Midas, etc. And then, of course, to conduct ourselves in the proper way, in the positive way of Asetoy. After a lengthy explanation of these two ideas, the Rambam concludes that when we think and when we learn the words of Chazal in, in regarding these two ideas, Chachma and Maisa, where everything is about the wisdom and the action, then we'll be able to understand and appreciate the beauty of the Maimar Azal, Ein loy Baruch that Hashem has in His world, but only for Amois of Halacha. So the Rebbe says we need to understand First of all, how is the special idea of Daladam Shalalacha explained through these two ideas of Chachma, of wisdom and action? Now, the connection between Daladam Shalalacha, Halacha and action, well, that's understood. The idea of Halacha is to know the actions that we're meant to take and what we shouldn't do. And furthermore, we know that the whole point of learning is Gadol Talmud, learning is great because it brings to action. So we understand the importance of the Maisa. However, the Rambam also mentioned the idea of Chachma, the great idea of understanding the oneness of Hashem, the unity of Hashem, and all of that. How is that related to the concept of Dawa Damas Shel Halacha? That's an important Indian of Chachma. But how does that help us understand the concept of Dawa Damas Shel Halacha? The Rebbe asks further, even if we should somehow find some way of explaining the word Halacha, that halacha doesn't only mean practical action, but somehow halacha would also mean wisdom and understanding, which would lead us to, to, to achdus Hashem. It's still not understood. The fact is that halacha is many, mentioned many, many times in Shas, and generally it's understood simply. It's referring to a halacha, how we need to conduct ourselves according to Torah. And this translation of the word halacha will be relevant even to a din, even to a practical practice. So for example, we have the idea that it says, when a person is parting from his friend, it should be with a dvar halacha. We need to know what the word halacha means. So usually this is the way it's understood in Shas. Halacha means a practical application of a certain law. So if even if we should understand that somehow, in this particular case, halacha means different, the question still would be, why would we say, and how would we know that in this Maimar Razal, the Halacha does mean something different, that in this case, Halacha also includes Chachma. So the Rebbe says, simply we would be able to explain it in the following way. The Rambam is connecting this idea of Dalad Amishal Halacha, that it's connected with Chachma, with wisdom, Yediyah Salikus. So the simple reason why we would say that that's what Halacha has to mean is because of what the Razal start off by saying. It says, from when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, we have these Dalad Amishalalacha. Which in other words, the Dalad Amishalalacha are somehow coming to exchange and be a replacement for what the Beis Hamikdash achieved. Now, 
Since in the Beis Hamikdash we had two things. On the outer part of the Beis Hamikdash, in the Lishka Sagazis, we had the based in Agadol, which is the main idea of they are the main source for Torah Shabal Peh and for Halacha. That's one aspect that happened in the Beis Hamikdash. At the same time, of course, in the very most innermost chamber, in the Orin and the Kodesh Hakadoshim, there were hidden the Luchais and the Sefer Torah, which represents the fact of the inner parts of the Torah, the secrets of the Torah. This is what's hidden in the Kodesh Hakadoshim. So we have these two aspects. Again, the Lishkas Hagozis, the practical Halacha and the Kodesh Hakadoshim, which is hiding the Luchais and the Sefer Torah. From this, the Rambam takes the Daladam Shal Halacha which are an exchange for the Beis HaMikdash after it was destroyed, is referring to exchanging not only the not only the union of halacha, lemaisa, practical halacha, but also the secrets of the Torah, which is hinted by the Luchais. And this is what the Rambam is telling us, that Daladam Shal Halacha would include chachma, wisdom, knowledge, in the unity of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, even though this would answer one of the questions, how it is that we have a proof that halacha over here actually includes the idea of Yediyah Salikus. But the question is still, why would the Chachamim use the expression halacha over here, different to the way it's usually used? So that's part one of the question that Rebbe is asking now. And also says the Rebbe, what's this whole idea in the idea of Dalid Amut Shal Halacha? In other words, why specifically does this, this Dalad Amashal Halacha specifically hint to this whole concept of these two inyanim coming together of the practical Halacha and these secrets of the Torah? So the Rebbe says, simply, the main point of the answer on a simple level is that also the mitzvahs of Achdus Hashem, the unity of Hashem, Avas Hashem, love of Hashem, and so on, really these are also Halachis. In fact, there's many things that are actual, practical, clear-cut Halachis related to this. And in fact, the Rambam emphasizes this in the beginning of his Sefer, which is a Sefer of Halachos, Piskei Dinim. He says, these Halachos are the Yesoidi Atoidi, these are the fundament- fundamentals of Yiddishkeit. And the mitzvahs consist of, Leida, to know, to understand, that there is the, the first existence, the first being, Hashem, and that all comes from the knowledge of Elikos, and that Hashem is one, the idea of Achdus Hashem. In fact, these Halachos are even expressed by a little child, it's the first halacha that he has in the day when he's coming to appreciate Hashem, when he says, when he's saying brachis, etc. This is all related to this concept of the appreciation for Hashem. Says, so, so therefore, it is a halacha, even this idea of Yediyah Salikus. Says the Rebbe, and since we know that in addition to just the knowledge of Alikos, we need to be involved in our actions and everything we do. Even our Gashmi is the things. We all need to be connected to Hashem, even when we're sleeping and doing other physical activities, as the Rambam explains in Hulchis Deyos. Now we know that the place, the place that a person takes up is Dalad Amos, as we will soon discuss at great length. And therefore, the Indian of Halacha, which encompasses the whole person and even his surroundings, that's why there's this expression of Dalad Amois, again, as we'll soon see, much more. And the Rebbe just adds that as another point, that this is all true only after Matan Torah, because the idea of Tariyag Mitzvahs, and especially this idea of Koma Sachil Shemayim, are all from Matan Torah onwards. And therefore, it's understood that before Matan Torah, even in times as great as 
tzaddikim like shame and aver and all of that, this all did not apply as the Rambam himself discusses this idea that then we didn't have this idea of Dalad Amois Shel Halacha. This is something that only starts after Matan Torah. To explain this, and especially B'pnimi Yisrael Yadam, what this whole concept of the Dalad Amois referred to, says that ever we find in regards to a number of things that every single person has his own Dalad Amois, his own four cubits. This is learned out from a, par- a Pasuk that was actually in Pasha's B'Shalach, where the Pasuk says, Shavu ish tachtov. Every person should remain in his own place. As the Rebbe points out in the footnotes, this is Negei, when a person was outside the Tchum Shabbos, he has to stay within his four cubits. And that's called Mekoy Meshaladim. The person's own little personal space is four Amis. Why four Amis? So the Gemara discusses and explains this and says like this, the body of a person takes up three Amis. So this is specifically referring to when a person is lying down, it'll take up three Amis. And then we have another Amor, when he reaches his hands above his head, he lifts his hands up, so that would be a space of four amos he would take up, and that's why a person is allotted this four amos. The question is, since for his body, including even his hands, if he's keeping them in the regular way on the side of his body, three amos would be enough, why do we say that a person is always given four amos? Because sometimes he lifts up his hands, which is not the regular thing. He lifts them up above his head, and then he's taking up more space than the regular amount of space. So why does he, on a regular basis, given these four Amos? Says the Rebbe, the explanation is that the Abishta created the world in a perfect way, on the one hand. We say, never the Abishta created a perfect world. Nevertheless, Razal tells us, Asher Boro Eloikim Lasos. The Abishta created, but Lasos, we need to be involved. Lasos means Lasakin, we need to fix up. That means the Tachlus, the purpose of all of creation, is that the person should influence and accomplish even more in the world than it is on its own. In fact, even in Ganeiden, even before the Chaytei Tzadas, which was definitely the highest point of creation, even there there's a concept of Avoida. The Abishta puts Adam or Ishan there, to work the garden. Says the Rebbe, this is true regarding the whole creation, and so too regarding the individual person. And this is expressed in regards to the space that a person is given. This is the inner idea of what the Dalad Amois mean. A person is made up, the body of the person, we have the Roish, the head, the top part of the body, the Guf, the main part of the body, and the torso, and then the Raglov and the legs, the feet. That means, as far as the Abishta created him, in his own way, the way that a person is right now, he takes up three Amois. These three Amois, in fact, correspond to these three ideas of the three general parts of the body, the Roish, the Guf, and the Regal. And as the creation goes, as the Abish made it, the Roish, as its name implies, it's the head, it's the top, that's the highest level of the person, that takes up the, the highest space. Then beneath that you have the Guf, you have the body, the torso, and then the lowest level is the raglayim, the legs, the feet. That means that as the Abishta created it, we have the adayim, the hands, by the two sides of the gulf, and that is going to be lower than the head. But that's all the way the Abishta created the person. Then comes the avoid of the person. What's the idea? He needs to lift himself up higher than that which is, as far as creation is concerned, higher than those three stages of Reish, Guf, and Regal, higher than the three Amos. Higher than the highest level of creation, which is the head, the place of the brain and the intellect. That means that with all of his understanding and his wisdom, not remain within the limitations 
of the head of the seichel, but rather to get involved in things that are higher than that which the Rosh is able to reach on its own. This idea of reaching beyond intellect is connected specifically with the hands. Like we said before, the person stretches his hands above his head. Which hands represent the concept of action. We see this in the idea of the Maimur Azal, that through tzedakah, a person's brain, a person's heart, becomes purified and elevated a thousandfold of how much it would have been originally. That means that even as he goes up into the greatest levels of understanding, and he climbs to levels beyond understanding, beyond that which is according to creation. Nevertheless, all of that is always connected with with an action. In other words, it's his action that helped him reach this greatest and highest level. Or in other words, flipping it the other way around, that the greatest and highest levels that a person reaches always needs to have a practical effect and make a practical change in the person's actions. And says the Rebbe now, it's because of these two things. Chachma, on the one hand, wisdom, which is his highest thing. And Maisa, the most important thing of action. But this is why the person was given Dalad Amos. He's being given four Amos. That is more than the three. That's as far as creation is concerned. Meaning to say, the whole point is, it's about elevating oneself to beyond the three Amos. Beyond the Seichel. Taking the seichel, taking the, the actions, but it's all about getting to that fourth Amos, so to speak, beyond our seichel. Says the Rebbe, just like this is true in regards to creation of the world, and the person, the same thing, will now understand also in regards to Torah, because we know that all matters of the world and the human being are all originate in the Torah. So in Torah, we also have this concept. We have the Torah, as it's called in Orientally Soya, Torah made up of three, divided into three parts. Generally, this is the idea of Torah, Nevi'im, and Ksuvim. And this would actually be the reason and the source for why all of creation is also made up into these three divisions, as it's known. But then we have number four. When a person does Tshuva, Tshuva is something that's higher than creation. Yidin were able to reach that there should be, end up being a fourth level. We know the concept that the second Luchos, which came along with Tshuva, there's Keflayim Lusushia. Now they reached a whole double measure within Torah itself, whole new levels of Torah as a result of the Tshuva, to go beyond that which the Torah was on its own. Says the Rebbe, breaking it down even more. This is true in all parts of the Torah. We have what's called the three levels of Torah, or the three Amois of Torah, as Torah is connected to creation, and that would be Pshat, Remes, Endrush, which is more like the body of the Torah, the goal is, the purpose is that the person through his avoid, through his yagiya, through his toil, reaches the fourth level. The fourth am, having four am, it's a fourth level in Torah. And that is going beyond the, the form, the shape, the limitation of the body of Torah, rather getting to the secrets of the Torah, to the neshama of the Torah. And this level in Torah, it's what the Rambam refers to, nichbat shema muskali, the greatest, the deepest, the highest of all intellects which through this a person can reach, as we quoted before from the Rambam, to really be able to picture the Achdus of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So in summary, just let's go back for a moment. In summary, what the Rebbe explained is that both regards to the person himself, the person has his three Amus, which is his Rosh, Guf, and Regel, and the Rebbe focused mainly on the ideas of the intellect and action being such important things, but it's all about going to the level of beyond Seichel, permeating this all with the levels that are higher than Seichel, and that's represented by not only having three Amis, but we have the fourth Amma, 
because of course this is all going to tie back to the concept of Daladam Shal Halach, as we'll see in a minute. And so too in Torah itself, we said there's the three levels that it has on its own, and then there's the fourth level, the secrets of the Torah. It says the Rebbe now, nevertheless, they're all referred to, all four armies together are called Daladam Shal Halacha. Because as we said before, in regard to the four homage of the person, that the ultimate idea is, simply by the person, he's lifting his hands above his head. So, so too over here, what's that fourth amor? In other words, when is the proof? When do we see that the person really reached that deepest level? The secrets of the Torah and the highest levels? It's when he takes the Torah, even that which is completely higher than creation, um, but that's translated practically into a real halacha down to earth. A din that's noigeya b'poil. In other words, it can't just remain somewhere abstract to make it real. It had to come down into halacha. And on the contrary, the Rebbe says, because this fourth level is the neshama of Torah, which is higher than the than than the whole idea of the creation. Therefore, it's even more important that it comes down into halacha. It must impact our actions. Says the Rebbe. Now we could go back to understand how this all goes back to the idea of miyom shechara beis hamikdash. Why these dalid? Amishalalach are connected to the Churban Beis Hamikdash. Even though, of course, we know there's no place void from Hashem. Hashem's glory fills the whole world. But we know that the main Asherah, Sashchina, the revelation of the Shechina was in the Beis Hamikdash. And from there, it spread to the whole world. Now, in the Beis Hamikdash, here we also have this idea of three and four. The Beis Hamikdash generally is divided into three parts. The Chatzar of the Oyel Moyed, the more outer parts, the courtyards of the Beis Hamikdash. We have the Oyel Moyed, or in the Beis Hamikdash, that would be the Heichal. And then we finally have the Kodesh HaKadoshim. And even though the Shechina is in the whole base Hamikdash, but the main Shechina was dwelling in the Kodesh HaKadoshim and there itself in the Oroin, through the, through the Oroin. And therefore the Oroin is actually being counted now as a fourth level. Even though it's in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, which is the third level. Because it's through the Oroin that was revealed in the, in the, which level is being revealed this aspect of the Torah, which is higher than creation. And that's why we know the idea that the place of Aaron is not able to be measured. And that's the place where we saw Achdus HaKadosh Baruch the real oneness of Hashem in the most revealed and manifest way. At the same time, this highest level needs to be again connected Dafka with an action. And that is, in addition to the fact that the whole building of the Mitzvah Mikdash and the Kalim are all through the physical actions and activities and input of a human being. But there's also, of course, the Avoidah of the Kayan of the Mitzvah Mikdash and then there's the Aryan of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the sprinklings that have to have on Yom Kippur, and other words, it all ultimately has to be translated into a Maiser Apoil. Says the Rebbe, even though the generally, this addition in Torah happened by the second set of Luchis, as we said before, through the Avoid of Tshuva of the Yidin, and so too, and Yidin put in a lot of effort in Torah. The Rebbe is quoting over here is Zoya, the Dachkin Lemila Duchachma, so that they really press and work hard and try to figure out the depths of each word, and squeezing out, uh, out of each word of Torah, and every single Yid, could get to this, to, through this, to the deepest, um, concealed parts of the Torah, and so too regarding all the parts of the Torah, the gilly of this fourth level, the side of the Torah, so even though generally, yes, it was as we said before, through Luch HaShniyot, and a person's Avoidah, but mainly this fourth part of Torah was Nizgala in the most recent generations. Of course, that is referred to the Nizgalas of Kabbalah and Hasidus. And the main shlemus of this will be when Mashiach comes in Torah, but as a result of the Avoidah and Yigi of Yidin in the time of Galus. 
But since, as we know, that Matan Torah is something that's never going to happen again, because everything was given by Matan Torah, although it's, in other words, it's only certain things are revealed later through our Avoidah and Yigiyah. So therefore, all of these things are already given right away. That is, even though Bechlolos, of course, all parts of Torah are given by Aseris Hadibrois, says the Rebbe, but more specifically, the Soyed Shebet Torah, this idea, this fourth element in the Shama of the Torah, that was revealed primarily in the fact that Hashem came down on Har Sinai. In other words, there's that which is in the Aseris Hadibrois themselves, and then there's the fact that Hashem came down. That means the Hamshacha, this revelation of Torah, the way it's higher than creation, is connected, not so much with the speaking of the Aseris Hadibrois, but rather with what Hashem himself did, the action of Hashem, that vayered Hashem, Hashem came down on Har Sinai. Especially that even in the simple sense, what is the idea that is Hashem coming down and the tremendous revelation of Ruchni Yismaisim Merkava that came down, that's all related to this idea of the Soyed Shabbatayda, these secrets, these deepest Nyanim being revealed. And to use again the terminology of the Rambam, at Matan Torah we had two ideas. On the one hand we had the Chachma of Torah, all of the parts of the Torah, all the way to the Soyed Shabbat Torah. The idea of the Gili of the Achdus Haboyre, so this is the greatest revelation that we're having as far as the unity of Hashem at Matan Torah. But at the same time it's all connected with an action. Vayered Hashem al Hashem actually comes down. In fact most of the Aseris Hadibrois are all commands on Inyanim of Maisa Bapoyal. And says the Rebbe, and before all of this, we also had to have El Moshe Omar Aleil Hashem. Hashem, the Moshe goes up to Hashem. That is the Nivra, the creation needs to go out of his Geder, out of his limitations. And as the Chazal tell us, Tachtoinim Yalul The Rebbe now goes back to the original questions of the Sicha in regards to Yisroi. Says the Rebbe, it's not what the Zoyar says, that the Torah was given specifically after Yisrael came and was Nizgayer. And Yisrael's coming was a preparation for Matan Torah. And therefore, the Torah is calling with the name Yisrael, as we asked before already. And also the whole Sedra is called on this name. It's not called Shabbos Matan Torah. Not even as an additional name, like for example, we'll call Bishalach, we'll call it Shabbos Shira. Because this name Yisrael, in this name actually, is expressed the whole idea and the purpose of Matan Torah. So the Rebbe says the word Yisroi actually includes two things. First of all, his original name Yeser, and then Yisroi. Yeser he was called because one parsha was added to the Torah because of him. It also has the extra vav, which comes when he's Nizgayer and he starts fulfilling mitzvahs. So the Rebbe says, that we spoke before about these two ideas of Chachma and Maisa, and how both of them specifically happened in the greatest way by Matan Torah. Again, the revelation of Hashem and the greatest Chachm of Achtas Hashem and coming down into practical things. So the preparation for all of this had to happen by first Yisroi having these two ideas perfectly by himself. As the Rebbe will still explain more about this. Says the Rebbe, now we're going to understand why the apostle goes on and says, by Yishma Yisroi Koyin Midian, the priest of Midian. That's a simple meaning. It's a Koyin Lavoy Tazoro. Seemingly, why are we saying this about Yisroi? It doesn't seem exactly very praiseworthy. So the explanation is as follows. The word Koyin Midyon actually has two translations. Koyin could be an expression of a Tsar, of a great officer. And Koyin is also a priest of Avedizara. And these two explanations generally are actually the two ideas that Yisrael had before he became a Geir. 
On the one hand, he's a Koyen. Miloshan Sar, he's a very, very important person amongst the Goyim. The main idea of the officer is in running the country, running the city, and carrying out and making sure all the orders of the king are fulfilled. So this is basically the idea of Misa, in other words, having actions being implemented in the most perfect way. So he was the Koyin of Midian. Then there's the idea that Koyin is a, a priest of Abay Dezara, which would represent his greatness and his knowledge, his understanding. As Rashi brings, he, was, he recognized all the Abay Dezaras in the world. The fact that we say that he recognized Avodah and all the Avodah in the world actually is, as the Zoyer also explains, this is the idea of the Milo of Chachma, the Chachma of Midian. That is, because we know that where did this Avodah come from? It all started with a mistake in a certain ideology, in a certain understanding. Like the Rambam elaborates about the whole thing, how Avodah started at the time of Enosh, which all started with a mistaken understanding. They thought that since Hashem created the stars and the planets and the constellations and so on and gave them the power to do all of these things in the world, so we should praise them for it, we should honor them for it and so on. So this is all a certain ideology. And this is what it means that Yisrael recognized Kol In other words, he had a recognition in all of these levels not only of the physical planets and stars and so on, but all of the levels of all of the Olamites and all of these different intermediary levels, so to speak. His mistake being, while he was still a Koyin Midyon, was the problem that he didn't recognize that the, all of these things are never an independent entity for itself, rather only a tool of Hashem, and we can never give them importance on their own. So here we have Yisrael, both things, on the one end the Milo of Maisa, on the other end the Milo of Chochmah. And this is what the Apostle is emphasizing. Vayishma Yisrael Koyin Midian. That in both theories of Chochmah and Maisa, Yisrael, on the side of Klippa, was on the greatest level. And yet, he sensed, he heard, and he came to come and convert himself when he heard about, the, the, about Hashem and so on. And took both of these areas in his life, the Chochmah and the Kedusha, transformed them into Kedusha. Yeser, as we said, he added a, 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 a parsha in the Torah. So now, he brought an extra addition in the union of Torah, the Shlemus of Chochmah, all the way to the knowledge that he acknowledges that Hashem is greater than Elikim. That means the Shlemus in Achdus Abayr, in the oneness of Hashem, recognizing that all other powers as intermediaries have absolutely no power, no control, and they're only like an axe in the hand of the one who's chopping. And then is Shleimus in Yisroi in fulfilling mitzvahs, the Tachlis HaShleimus in Maisa. Says the Rebbe, since the whole idea of Matan Torah is as explained elsewhere at length, removing the separation and the Gzeira of Tachtoinim of the lower realms, being able to go up to the upper realms, that Nevroim should be able to go out of there gather as creations. And be able to lift themselves up higher. To El From this we understand that also regarding to Yisrael. Which he came as a preparation to Matan Torah. Here too within himself. There also had to be this idea of going out of limitations. Breaking the barriers. Says the Rebbe. Now we can understand what Rashi says. Mashmu Hashamova. What, what did he hear that caused them to come? It doesn't say that what caused them to convert. What caused them to come? That is. The Pasuk is speaking about what brought Yisroi to come and convert. And the Pasuk says that was everything that Hashem did to Moshe and to Yisroel and so on. We asked before, why do we have to add anything else? The Pasuk said already. But Rashi is asking something else. 
Yes, the things that we mentioned before that he heard about in Midian, that caused that, cause that he should be Megayim. But you know what? He could have stayed in Midian and become a Gayim. What caused him to come? Meaning, what caused him to go out of his place, out of his limitations, go into a desolate place of a Midbar, uh, a place of wilderness? What caused him to go out of his comfort zone? This is what Rashi is coming to explain. Kriyas Yamsuf and Melchemes Amolik. Kriyas Yamsuf, which is more an idea of an action, it came by the fact that they traveled. There's a mice over here. And Melchemes Amolik. What did that come from? Melchemes Amolik. Here there was again a problem, a lack in Chachma, in wisdom, in understanding Hashem. The Yidin were asking, Is Hashem really amongst us or not? And, obviously, the victory that happened by Melchemes Amolik, as we know, was, as Rashi explained to us, when the Yidin would look upwards, that's when the Yidin would overpower the Amalekim and so on. In other words, the idea that they finally had a Chachma in the right way. And in both of these ideas, Yisrael heard and he felt that there needs to be that preparation. In both areas, we first must go out of our limitations. And how is this expressed in these two areas? So by Kriyas Yamsov, it's known that the idea of Kriyas Yamsov, that Hashem transformed the, the sea into dry land, and that was the bitul, the nullification of the limitations, the separations between that which is concealed and that which is revealed. The yam which is, represents concealment and the abosha, the dry land which represents revelation, as explained at length elsewhere. In other words, breaking down barriers. So this was the hachana from Atan Torah in the idea of tachtoinim, yalul, elyoinim, in this particular area of the mice of Kriyas Yamsuf where there was this bitul of the gzeda. Then, there's the idea of Mulchemes Amalek. What's the clip of Amalek? As we know, the concept of apathy, of coldness. And the main idea of coldness is coming primarily to oppose the avoida of going beyond one seichel. On a, in a subtle level, Klippus Amalek agrees that we need to serve the Yebishter. But he doesn't want to allow the person to go out of his limitations. Go and this is also the idea of Mulchemes Hamolik to break this klipa, this coldness, to, to be able to go and Dafka go into that space of higher than understanding. So when Yisrael heard these two things, Kriyas Yamsuf and Mulchemes Hamolik, this cause that he himself should come out of his limitations, Mashmu Hashama Uba, he goes out of his limitations, he goes out of all the honor, away from all the honor that he has as Koyan Midyon, he comes in to a wilderness, in order to convert, and this was the Hachana from Atan Torah, when the Gzeda was nullified, and Tachtoinim Yalulu Al Yonim.